This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing on this spooky October evening? Tom, it is very spooky, and I'm not doing great, and I'll tell you why. It's halfway through Halloween month, more than halfway through Halloween month, uh-huh. and you and I haven't come up with spooky nicknames for ourselves. Oh, uh, I can be Tomb. Ooh, okay, that's good. Uh, I could also be Tomb, I guess. No, you can't be Tomb. Why? That's add that's more changes than than mine than my name. Yeah, you're just adding a B to the end. You could you could be time, and it's like the passage of time. That's the scariest thing of all. But, exactly, um, and you could explain people to that when you explain that it's a spooky nickname. What about this time? I was thinking this one, Skeletim. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, right, like skeleton. <laughs> right. Oh, I my th- name's Tim. I thought you were saying. I thought that was your speech impediment. Oh, you thought I was just saying and, skeleton? Yeah, that I thought you. A lot of times, I don't know if you've noticed, but you say M's instead of N's. No, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, so I thought you were just saying skeleton, and I was being nice, like, oh yeah, that's cool. You're famously nice, Tom. That's what I appreciate <laughs> about you. You're nice to everybody all the time, especially me. Well, I appreciate it, Tim. You're welcome. Tom, I did a spooky thing today. Uh-oh. I rode be ca- on the New well, York be City. Ca- be careful because, you know, they can arrest you for things you say on a podcast. Now, Tom, what are you implying? I don't know. You said you did a spooky thing today, and I just don't want to see you locked up. I did a thing that scared me, that made me uncomfortable. It didn't scare oh, okay. me. Very brave. Normally when, you, normally, when you tell me you did something spooky and it's a bad thing, you, you don't say it scared you. You say it made me feel alive. Now, what or, exactly are you implying here? Or the one, there was one time I remember you said it made you feel like God. What are you implying? That I've murdered people? Tim, what did I tell you? Don't say it on the podcast. They can throw you in jail for a podcast. The the bailiffs nowadays, they listen to podcasts too. Yeah, it's the smartest thing. It's the judge, the jury, the bailiff. Yeah. Um the stenographer. I have it They're on, all they all got earbuds in. I have it on good authority that uh the the prison guards were listening to a podcast when Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Mm. And that's how they don't know what happened. Were they listening to one of the 
16 different Jeffrey Epstein podcasts. <laughs> yeah, they were like, out. who is this guy? We got to we got to figure this out. Now, they, those podcasts only came out like after he killed himself. I'm sure there were a mm-hmm. couple, but uh, it was after he killed himself that the gold rush set in. Yeah, the 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 big Epstein gold rush of 2019. Yeah. Um, but you were saying, uh, you, you, uh, you did, you actually did something spooky that you can talk about. Yeah. You you uncharacteristically interrupted me, um, while I was talking earlier. Um, so if I let you go on too long, Tim, it bores everyone. And then people tune out. Famously nice. Tom Reynolds (laughs) love doing this show with you, Tommy. Um, I'm being nice to the listener. Sorry. I read. I rode the New York City subway, Tom. That's oh, the spookiest wow. thing I could have done Halloween month this yeah. year. I haven't been on the subway since February. Yeah, February, not even March, huh? Real coward, huh? Oh, maybe I went on it once in March. I was like, at, I was uh, out of the state when when uh, it started hitting New York City. Oh, running away! Run from, <laughs> run for the hills. No, it was I. I just wasn't around, and then I came back for like a day, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, everybody, stay inside." Well, at the time, and and I and I, I, and I said, do, "Wow, you thought it was a hoax." It seems like this city's really gone to shit since I was here. I leave this yeah. city for one week, and look what happens. Um. So you haven't been on the subway, Tom? No, I haven't been on the subway, Tom. It is pretty much the same, and <laughs> that's the the spooky. Everybody was wearing masks. Yeah, well, you have to that, on the subway, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you have to do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the subway was never a bastion of legal behavior before. Yeah, um, there was one lady. Excuse me, who, sir. You're not allowed to lie down on that seat. Yeah, to get well, stabbed. You like to uh, call people out, right? No, I I mind my own business in in New York City. I'm not looking. I to used get stabbed. to do things when I was coming off the the train, and if people you're supposed oh, to let yeah. people off the train <laughs> while they, before they, it used to be that like if people tried to push their way on, I would like shove very hard or like you know if it was a, yeah. a you know an able bodied man, I would try to hurt him. <laughs> um, and it, and, and if it was somebody that's the thing who that kind was, of made me feel like God when I would when it, I would harm an able-bodied man who was pushing his way onto the subway. And if it was somebody who was not able-bodied, you tried to kill him. <laughs> that's not true, Tom. <laughs> there was this one lady who pulled her mask down and was having an argument with nobody. Oh, no. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. She she had like uh, she was coming from a store. She was very well dressed. I think she was mad at the fact that she had to be wearing Mm. a mask. And she just assumed that everybody on the train was thinking that she was a jerk. (laughs) Okay. And like, I think she was responding to what she imagined everybody wanted to say to her. Uh huh. Um, And there was some it was some pretty. uh, unkind things, racist things. Mm. Um, but like, cow- it was like suburban r- racism where it was like couched <laughs> in like, um, she yeah, wasn't using like whistles. slurs. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, uh. I think suburban racism is a better term than dog whistle, isn't it? 
I think I just coined a phrase. No? Uh, say that again. I didn't hear you. Tom, listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh-huh. We're recording this over FaceTime. Yes. For some reason, my internet isn't great. You're just going to have to roll with it and be a professional. You're just going to have to assume <laughs> that what I said was... Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You are yeah. correct, sir. Thank you. Yes. Great. Here we are. Um, but that lady was fine. Whatever. We, we stayed <laughs> I don't away know, from Tim. Her. You, you started talking about... You're like, I don't know. I think suburban racism is... And then I didn't hear the rest. <laughs> And I think a lot of people deserve it. What do you think, Tom? <laughs> anyway, the thing that really offended me is that they kept making the normal announcements. Like, the same announcements that they were making oh, in like, February. Like, Please stand clear. Yeah, or just like, you know, you're going. And everybody, I don't know, if you're sane, you're in there, you're holding your breath. You're trying not to breathe very <laughs> yeah. much, right? And you're just like, can you please just... Get to the next station as quickly as possible so some people can get off here. Well, the talking isn't isn't slowing down the train, Tim. Do you do you think they're running it off the same uh, motor? No, no, but I'm just saying, like, let's 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 focus all of our <laughs> all of our energy. If they're you're working on the trains, they're recordings that play no, automatically. No, no, they weren't. Oh, the 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 conductor was saying things. Yeah, I never understood that. Sometimes it's a recording, but sometimes the conductor reads the same wording from that that's always been the case yeah i was was just like you didn't want like i i just feel like hey i'm feeling saucy today i'll read this myself it's probably when when the system goes down yeah i don't know but like you know we're 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 crawling along between stations in you know there's a bunch of people in a confined space and then the person driving the train comes on and they're just like A reminder from the New York City Police Department that all backpacks are subject to (laughs) to search. It's like, yeah, we all know that. Hey, stop reading the script and drive the goddamn train. Get us to the next station. Yeah, hey, look. Get me out of this tube. Nobody's worried about backpacks right now, pal. We're worried about (laughs) uh, each other's uh, filthy mouths spitting things. Um, So you were upset that they had the same subway announcements playing. Do you think uh, they should have like scary music playing? <laughs> because of because of Halloween or because of COVID? Hey, it, it's up to the uh, to the person to interpret why there's scary music playing. <laughs> or maybe yeah. just like uh, heartbeat sounds, just like dum, 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 just echoing through the subway car. I feel like a. Uh... Like buzzing of flies or something would be nice too, <laughs> or just like a very low mumbling. Or like you can't tell. Like, is that am I hearing mumbling? Is that the the public address system? Yeah, just anything well, it to drive like... people mad. That maybe like <laughs> a, a like a not very loud but high pitched, just noise, just beeping that just like. Yeah. Not high enough that only teens can hear it, but right. uh, high pitched enough that like adults could barely hear it. So you yeah. just feel like something's kind of like trying to jump out of your skin. Uh, but I assume the subway was less crowded than normal. It was. It was. Yeah. But it wasn't empty. And I was yeah. hoping it would be empty. Right. I, I assume that they're not empty right now. People, you know, some people have returned to work 
uh, like in office yeah. buildings and stuff. I mean, and then of course, uh, people who have jobs that uh, require them to be at work, uh, they're still doing their jobs. So, yeah, no, me, I was going to a rave. Oh, Tim, you're not supposed to be going to raves uh, ever, actually, but especially it's not okay. right now. It's okay. It was a lot of fun. It's okay. It was one of those uh, bubble. It was one of those foam parties. So everybody Ooh. was very safe. Maybe those will make a comeback. Foam parties? Yeah. That's not going to stop the transition of an airborne. What if they put soap in the foam? What if the foam's made out of soap? Yeah, that doesn't stop droplets. It helps. Can't it hurt. It does help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know that they had, um, like, I, I think when this all started, before, like, it, it got more serious, when people, uh, well, when most people thought, like, uh, I don't know what to think about this, that um, uh, strip clubs had uh, uh, hand sanitizer wrestling instead of... Uh, their traditional mud or jello wrestling. Mm. Does that really happen? I thought that was just on uh, TV. No, I think it really happened. I mean, I it, it seems like, like a, sitcoms. Seems like a horrible idea because you know you, you don't want to get hand sanitizer in your eyes or, or yeah. any other opening in your body. Yeah. But look, well. the, these creeps. They want what they want, and that's what they wanted. I don't think that's actually even what they wanted, but... No, nobody wants that. Yeah, it's just appealing to the zeitgeist. The strip clubs, they gotta stay in the zeitgeist, Tim. Or else the world was just gonna leave them behind, pass them right by. Please, call me Skeleton. (laughs) Tom, this week we have a very spooky topic it's halloween month um i am just letting you know letting the listener know i'm doing this episode under protest I don't, you're not I don't doing think... anything under protest you never said anything about doing it under protest tom i i am uncomfortable with uh the practice of glorifying serial killers we're not glorifying anything tim you think when we do an episode about ghosts we're glorifying ghosts yeah of course well, you misunderstood, pal, because uh, anything but trying to warn just, people about ghosts. Just wait till our episode about the devil. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, that's... Uh, old... Remember. What? At the end of Halloween month 2020, <laughs> Tim and Tom are going to hell. Yeah, this might even be the episode that sends us there. Ooh, Yeah, because we're... Look, I don't like people getting their yucks mm-hmm. on podcasts about um, real-life tragedies. Okay. And I feel like people um, treat serial killers as if they're not perpetrators of horrible things. They're more of a pop culture. <laughs> serial killers, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really listened to any, uh, like, you know, podcast about serial killers in general but but especially like any like you know the ones that are like a lighthearted look at serial killers uh because i agree with you that it is uh i don't know it stinks hey it stinks to be a victim of a serial killer i'll say it yeah it stinks to be the family of a victim of a serial killer absolutely but you think you think it's fun 
to be a serial killer? No. I now do I think I could probably do a good job at it. Yeah, I think I'd be all right at it if I set my mind to it. What makes you think you'd be good? And by being good at it, mm-hmm. having the capacity to take another human being's life or a capacity or um, you'd be good at evading the police. I think I'd be good at evading capture. Okay. What what traits do you think you possess that 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 would make that the case? Um well, first things first, you got to be careful. Some people okay. some people especially later on in their careers as serial killers, they, they get, get cocky. They get cocky and they get sloppy. Um, and then all sloppiness is next to cockiness. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. Um, well, it le- one leads to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that some of them get, uh, get kind of bored and like tease the cops or whatever, or like, mm-hmm. you know, start leaving calling cards or they, they get an ego about it, which I guess is the Are whole you thing. you just talking about the Batman cinematic universe? No. Okay. Why? What what happened? You're calling cards and oh, teasing yeah. the police and stuff. No, I'm talking about like the Zodiac killer and stuff. They start taunting Batman, which you know is a big <laughs> Oh, that's a bad idea. Mistake. No, I'm saying like the, the serial killers that send notes to the police uh about yeah. things. Um or there are serial killers who like certain murders get pinned on them. Um and they get mad because they're like, that wasn't me. And they'll like write a letter being like, hey, that wasn't me. Or vice versa. Like they commit a crime that they see as like the perfect crime. And then they're like, ah, nobody even found that victim, though, and can appreciate all the thought I put into this. So let me send a note to the police where to find the body, uh, because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be able to figure out who I am. Tom. From that. I have a question. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Tomb. I have a question. <laughs> yes, Skeleton. I, uh, do you have any... Are there documented cases of any of this happening that you said happened? Or are you just assuming or going by, like, movies? No. One of uh, the BTK killer. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's actually uh, kind of what, what got him in the end. Well, talking what to the it? cops is what got him in the end. Oh. After they were on to him? Yeah, but he had stopped killing for a while. Yeah. And he was just kind of And the bored. statute of limitations was, no, what, six it was, months? It was just, it was a cold case. It was, like, literally mm. a cold case. They had no other leads, no other evidence. And then he was like, ah, I should see how my old buddies, the cops, are doing. <laughs> I should send him a letter. Did he just stroll into the police station no, like John Doe? No. Uh, the end of seven? We'll talk about BTK. Look, I know you're a big Kevin Spacey fan, and you try and work him into every episode. but Tom, um, I like him better than I like the BTK <laughs> killer. <laughs> I'm no, Look, I'm no Kevin Spacey fan, but uh, uh, he didn't bind, torture, and kill anybody. That we know of. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I I think the thing that I that I really object to is the when people are like, "Who's your favorite serial killer?" It's like, 
I don't have a favorite serial killer. You sick Tim. You people. gotta stop going to these sick parties. These masquerade balls. That I'll you're never so stop going to these sick of. parties. I love these sick parties. It's where I can be myself. Tim, do you know uh, what what classifies somebody as a serial killer? Uh, uh, you know, we did read um, in books, the podcast, another podcast we do, a book called My mm-hmm. Sister, the Serial Killer. Yes. And um, the narrator of that book said um, three killings makes you a serial killer. Three killings over at least a month time with time in between those killings. Okay, that makes sense. Because so you're not like, a serial killer if you if you are a uh, if, you, if there's like a mass casualty. Event. No, then yeah, then you're a spree killer. Right. Uh this has to be uh there has to be a cool down time or a cool off time in between. Uh, you walk away and then you get worked up again. Um Tom, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. And um I'm going to hope that you'll agree with me here. All killers stink. Not all of them. Okay. Tom takes a <laughs> not all killers stance. Well, what about, what about, uh, uh, I was going to say the guy that killed Hitler, but that was Hitler. So yeah. That's, yeah. He stinks. Yeah, sorry, he Tom. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess, I guess you're to, right. Look, it checks out. I might not think Kevin Spacey is bad as, is as bad as the BTK killer, <laughs> but you don't think Hitler's bad at all. So here um, we are. The, the time in between killings is important because uh, another aspect of a serial killer is that they have to have um, some kind of psychological gratification that they're after. Something compels them to kill. It's not out of anger or, or fear or hate or anything like that. It's like, nope, you know, either uh, some kind of compulsion is is getting them to kill which is why there are like cool off times because once they kill they're usually like all right i got that out of my system for a little bit is that but then, is that you know, a hard and fast they, rule they go back and uh kill again is that a hard and fast rule that they have to have some sort of cycle like i don't know if a guy's just a jerk <laughs> well then um, that's just a jerk and then kill somebody, and then kill somebody a month later, and then kill somebody a month later, and then kill somebody three months later. But it's just because they're a jerk, not because they have a psychological compulsion to. Maybe they get into heated arguments. Well, what do you um, what do you consider a jerk? <laughs> well, at the at the very uh, you know, if you kill someone, Tom, for no reason. Yeah, well, I consider guess what? In my book, you're a jerk. Tim, sorry. Wait, you don't think serial killers are jerks? No, I think that uh, serial killers are jerks. What you're describing yeah. is is a, a serial killer. Like, you can't just say, oh, that guy. <laughs> you can't, in like a court of law, be like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, my client is not a serial killer. He's simply a jerk. That got no, mad a few times. I'm not <laughs> saying a jerk people. can't be a serial killer and a serial killer can't be a jerk. You, I, I was questioning your, your, um, asser, your, look, you said that they needed to be, um, they needed to have some psychological component to it, yeah. right? Where they take pleasure in it psychologically. 
But what yeah. if what if what if they're crimes of opportunity, right? What if somebody if if they kill um, in uh, robberies? Well, that's right? a robber though. That's not a serial killer. But if they kill multiple times, mm-hmm. they've killed well, people serially. If, if, they, if they kill multiple people, Tim, then they're a killer, not a robber who happened to kill. They're a killer who happened like, to also rob people. You know what my problem with you is, Tom? What? You're extremely pedantic all the time. And then when I try to be lightly pedantic when you say something, um, you act like uh, I'm being a real jerk. Well, I mean, according to you, uh, uh, you know, sometimes serial killers are just jerks. So I guess that's really I think an serial insult. killers are all jerks, Tom. I don't know about you. But sometimes they're just a jerk. They're not a serial killer. They're Nobody just said a, that. A what, j- else, what else defines a serial killer? Well, I mean, sometimes there are serial killers who it's not necessarily like a uh, gratification thing. You know, there are uh, uh, serial killers who are racist and homophobic and uh, uh, yeah, misogynistic or. That's exactly and, what I was saying, Tom, that that right. they don't that that they don't necessarily need to be like. Yeah, but it's oh, still, I need to kill. It's oh, still no. an, they I, could just be jerks. It's an idea that drives them. OK. And often. The people that they're killing, or at least the majority of their, the people that they're killing, are people that they don't have a personal connection with. You know, it's somewhat random, which is which is what makes uh, serial killers scary to people. Tom, mm-hmm. have you ever killed anybody? No, I've never killed anybody. No, seriously, seriously, just me and you here. <laughs> never we'll get ki- this part out. It's not just me and you here. No, I've never we'll killed cut anybody. It out. I've never even hurt anybody, except for their feelings. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, another aspect of serial killers, Tim, and this one, you know, you might want to pay attention to. Uh, more than sixty percent of them wet their beds after age twelve. Why do I want to pay attention to that? Because you got them rubber sheets. I don't think I ever wet my bed even as a as a small child. Oh, I don't well, think I've that, ever wet my bed. That sounds like you're you're really, you know, you're I don't think I've ever been scared. I think I'm the bravest man alive. No, I've been scared you all never the time. Even... time. I was scared dry, riding the friggin' subway <laughs> earlier. Did you wet yourself? No, I didn't wet myself and I wasn't in a bed. I was on the subway. So even you... if I had wet myself, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Oh, I see. You're using semantics to get around it. Um, well, it's after the age of 12. I mean, when you're under the age of 12, you do wet the bed sometimes. I remember I... No, but I, what I'm saying is I didn't. I was going to say, I remember wetting the bed once when I was, uh, 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 at a friend's house doing a sleepover. The worst time to wet the bed. Yeah. You sound like a real asshole. (laughs) Well, I was, I don't know, like eight years old. Eight. No, I was younger than eight. I take that back. I was like five years old. Okay. Plenty of space between. Who Whose house were you at? You don't know him. Yeah? Was it in Canada? No, you don't know him. It was, I didn't know you yet either. I don't think I even lived in the same town as you yet. 
Okay. I don't want to mention names on this. I don't want... Just name names. I'm not, a guy named Shane. Shane? Yeah. Was he some kind he of wasn't cowboy? a guy. He was a kid, I should mention. <laughs> okay. Was he also five years old? Because if he wasn't, that's weird. Um, also, contrary to popular belief, Tim, uh, serial killers have uh, usually have average to below average IQs. Now, Dr. Phil mm-hmm. disagrees with you. Doc, what, the, what does Dr. Phil know about serial killers? First of all, Dr. Phil on his website <laughs> has 14 characteristics of a serial killer in the parenting section <laughs> because, as the intro says, could you be raising a criminal? Acts of violence don't come out of nowhere, and every parent should be aware of the, aware of the clues along the way. Can you imagine that somebody is like a parent of a small child and they're concerned that they're going to be a serial killer so they consult Dr. Phil? Well, they don't even consult him. They just go to his website. Yeah. Uh, over 90% of serial killers are male. Yeah. Uh, no shit. Actually, I read, uh, I think the statistic I read was 84%. Still okay, well, overwhelmingly male. They're not. 16% of serial killers are not women. Um. But Dr. Phil says right here, they tend to be intelligent with IQs in the, quote, bright normal range. No. And also, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more female serial killers than we know about, but they're much better at uh, keeping it a secret. Why is that? Because they don't have like the same freaking like dumb egos as as most guys. I can see like a, a female ser- serial killer being like, "Nah, I'm just gonna do my job, uh, serial killing, and uh, I don't care if anybody knows about it. It's just for me." You don't think they'd go to brunch and tell all their <laughs> girlfriends about it over a mimosa? That's true. That's true, Tim. I didn't that's think about my, that. That's my new persona, Tom. <laughs> that's that my is, new comedy persona. Is that Skeleton? <laughs> skeleton is a real <laughs> hack comic. Ske- Skeleton's a misogynist. <laughs> He's a real jerk, Skeleton. Uh, but that's Spooky do- as hell. Dr. Phil's wrong. A lot of them seem to have intelligence because they they are very calm and methodic and will you know speak a lot like once they're captured you know they'll pontificate but uh when they do iq tests it's like no this person's actually like average if not below average i don't i just don't trust your sources i'm on the one hand dr phil is telling me that they're smart on the other hand fucking Tomb is telling me <laughs> that they're dumb. Um, they come from unstable families. That's usually true, yeah. There's usually some they, kind of uh, uh, huge childhood trauma. They hate their fathers and their mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this part isn't. None of this is funny. This is my problem. <laughs> um. They're fascinated with fire starting when they're kids, starting fires. Yeah, that happens a lot, or like uh, torturing and killing animals, you know, kind of sadistic uh, hobbies. Yeah, and they like uh, voyeurism um, and uh, S&M pornography, according to Dr. Phil. I, I think that that's, yeah, I guess probably, 
Uh, yeah, I also think Dr. Phil is just like, well, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure on average, uh, serial killers are, are more into that than than the average population. But that's also a little dangerous because then it's like, oh, and if you know, you're into that, if you're into getting spanked once in a while, maybe you're a serial killer. Tom, nobody's asking you to profile. All right. Uh, well, sometimes, who knows? After this episode, I might get asked. I might get called in by the FBI to help them uh, profile some criminals. You wanted to be in the FBI. Yeah. Why didn't you pursue that? I don't think I could have had a podcast if I was in the FBI. You you gave it all up for a podcast? Or yep. were you... Tim, you have no idea how enough. much I've given up for this podcast. A career in the FBI. I could have been a prolific serial killer. Uh, I don't know. There have probably been like a couple of times we've recorded when like, you know, somebody wanted to hang out. Thank you for your service, Tom. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tim, uh, I was reading into why people are so obsessed with serial killer content lately. Why you go like, hey, who's your favorite serial killer? I don't go, Tim, but if we were smart, we would just turn this into a serial killer podcast. We'd have a hundred times more listeners. We'd we'd both be wealthy beyond our wildest dreams. 
living on a private island uh, away from all the serial killers. It's your dream to live on a private island, isn't it, Tom? After I, you read about uh, uh, all the stuff that can go on private islands? Now, what is that supposed to mean, Tim? What, what kind of things can go on a private islands that I'm not aware uh, of? Hey, Tom, you tell me. Well, I this will. is the first well, I've ever heard of a private island. I didn't know that they existed. Um, so one of the reasons why, from my studies, uh, people are really into serial killers is people are trying to understand the motives of something that can't easily be understood or can't be understood at all. And in, in a lot of cases, you know, there's mm-hmm. no understanding why somebody's like, I'm going to kill 30 people. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, I don't think. I can understand that, so I'm mm. not interested in trying to understand that. Because what if you learn it and you understand, <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there's always the danger of that. Right? So I think it's better to just be like, that's bad, and uh, I'm glad that guy's uh, caught or whatever. Yeah. Well, so there are two other reasons. That's not the biggest reason. Uh, the second reason is... Uh, knowledge of uh, for your own protection, your own safety, knowing what serial killers are like, how to stay away from them, what what mm-hmm. you should do if uh, there are people who have credited, like uh, you know the documentaries and stuff with like, oh, I knew what was going on in this situation from something I read or saw, and I did this, and that saved my life. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, so would you agree? Um, another thing that uh, that I've read is that um, serial killers, by and large, can be pretty charming. Yeah. Some. Well, some of them. Yeah. It depends on the type of serial killer. But yeah, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, the psychopaths. And psychopaths can be very good at um, figuring out what what uh, people respond to, what people like, kind of methodically, and yeah, being able to to turn on the charm, right? Uh, as so necessary. Should you, just, should you avoid all charming people? I think I do avoid most charming people. No, not you. Like potential serial killer killer victims nobody's gonna murder you what what, what, what would anybody get out of murdering you maybe some kind of gratification Uh, and you stepped on my joke i was gonna say i tend to stay away from charming people that's why i've been doing this podcast with you for so long tom why do you gotta say mean things to me all the time (laughs) you would you were just saying nobody would want to kill me yeah that's that's a compliment (laughs) that's not a compliment you think if I was like, hey, everyone wants too, to murder you, Tom. I'm too boring to be killed. Nobody would get uh, some kind no, of thrill from I was killing saying me. You're too powerful to be killed. Oh well, thank you. That is, I have thought that a lot. Tom, you're too handsome to be killed. <laughs> Damn, you can't kill a man this handsome. Uh, but the biggest reason why people uh, consume serial killer content is because you're not normally reading about i mean yeah sometimes you are reading about cold cases you're reading about people who are never caught but a lot of times you're reading about people who are, are caught and it gives you some kind of satisfaction of okay good one in the end eventually good triumphed over evil 
there is an order to the world. Somebody can't be a serial killer forever uh, without eventually getting their comeuppance. You know what? If you're in, if you're into that, that's how you get your kicks. Whatever. But I can get the same gratification from reading a nice Encyclopedia Brown. Right? Uh, bad guys always get their comeuppance. Yeah, but those the bad guys in Encyclopedia Brown. A novel are not uh, normally as bad as a, a serial killer. I don't uh, think Encyclopedia Brown ever caught a serial killer. He catches somebody who like steals an antique. Yeah, that's not bad. It's sure it's bad, Tim, uh, but not as bad as uh, killing multiple people. But you were Bugs ta- Meany is a bad dude. Who's Bugs Meany? He's the main antagonist in Encyclopedia Brown. How many people has he killed? Uh, 36. Wow, that is a lot. And yeah. it, was it a spree killing, though? Was it all at once? No, but 12 were at once. So a okay. full third of them was. was so, as, well, killing, then yeah. in that case, it sounds like he, he, uh, he did both. He's a spree killer and a serial killer. No, Tom. According to uh, villains.fandom.com, his <laughs> crimes. His crimes are theft and lying, and his goals are many. Ooh, I have many goals, too. Does that make me a villain? (laughs) Well, uh, his hobbies... Well, you know, you have a lot in common uh, with with Bugs Meany. Mm -hmm. His hobbies are bullying little kids. (laughs) You're not a little kid. (laughs) Framing people and stealing. Okay, that I do like to do. You do like to frame people. Tom, if you were a serial killer, would you try to um, leave clues to point to someone else? Ooh, that's a good idea. I mean, I think that most serial killers don't do that. In fact, they get mad if somebody else gets credit for their killing. Yeah, that's true. But again, that's what trips them up. But also, you know, serial killers aren't in their right mind. I'll say it. I know it's, it might be controversial in some circles to say that, but uh, I believe it. Yeah, but yet you don't think they're jerks. I That's not how I would classify them. All right. Well, that's fine. So you think they're nice, upstanding citizens? You'd <sighs> no. give them an award, a citizenship <laughs> award? Yeah, I'd give them a citizenship award, and they get to stay... In in the in the county jail, that's the yeah. I'd prize. give him a citizen's award, a citizen's arrest. Um, you mentioned earlier that the idea that serial killers are charming, and right. now who do you think of as the most charming serial killer of them all, Tim? Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, as far as we know, is not a serial killer. As far as you know. Do you have information I'm not privy to? I'm just saying, uh, let's just, hey, uh, Pierce Brosnan is pretty charming. Wink, wink. Yeah. I know you're still mad that he started dating Sally Field so quickly after she got her divorce from Robin Williams. Yeah, but he got his comeuppance. He just moved in too quickly. Yeah, he got a piece of citrus in the the old noggin. It was a drive-by fruiting, if I it recall. It sure was, Tom. It was a drive-by fruiting. No, Tim, the 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 charming serial killer everybody thinks of is uh, Ted Bundy. 
Ted Bundy. For married with children. <laughs> you beat me to it, Tom. Um, but he was handsome and mm-hmm. uh, very charming. I'm not going to go into all of his murders because, I don't know, murder's not you know fun to think about. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to talk about a couple of his murders. But I'm going to talk about, I mean, I don't know that much about him to begin with. But what I didn't know, did you know this, that he uh, successfully escaped uh, prison or, or like jail? No. Um, so this was when he was caught, so but been, not convicted of being a, a, a serial killer, right? Yeah. So he had been uh, he had been doing killings for a while. And he had finally got caught in uh, Montana, I believe it was. Or maybe it was Colorado. No, I think it was Montana. And he was Tom, driving. What, what happens in Montana? Look, what no offense. No <laughs> offense to any Montana listeners, but I don't think we have any listeners in Montana. It's like Montana's just like a nothing state, right? Nothing no, happens No, they got there. The, the Rocky Mountains, Tim. They got Denver. What? Denver. Montana? No, I'm thinking of Colorado. I think this happened in Colorado. Okay, but you originally said Montana. <laughs> I know. I was wrong. You're right. I don't know what happens in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm sure things happen. Um, but he was... Probably some probably some murders that nobody will ever know about. That's true. Man, if I was going to murder someone, I'd take them to my, my Montana. But I wouldn't tell anybody else we were going there. Yeah, well... Well, now I'm not going to because I just said it in a public right. forum. But, you know, it's an idea for any aspiring murderers <laughs> out there, I guess. Um, so he got caught. He was driving around. There had been like some uh, murders and he was driving around. Uh, a police officer pulled him over like uh, very early morning. And he had in his car like a mask uh duct tape a tire iron like all serial killer stuff i mean stuff. a tire iron in your car where else are you going to have a tire it iron it was a tire iron that the bottom was taped up to like give it a grip okay yeah like how often are you changing your tires right that you're how like many oh, flats i got to make do you get? yeah I, and you don't really even need a grip on a tire iron cuz you're using leverage rather than like hand strength um, tom there was probably about Nine years ago, mm-hmm. I was going through a string of like, cha- like I would get a flat tire, like every two weeks for three months. I changed so many tires in 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 one quarter of 2011 that I don't know what was going on. I don't know why that was happening. Uh, I apologize. That was me. I was slashing your tires every couple. I wouldn't of weeks. put it past you. <laughs> How many people do you think live in Montana, Tom? I have uh, five million. Nope. One million. One million people. One million people live on my block. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's the freaking fourth largest state. Yeah. So they're real spread out. Yeah. Well, they're they moved the, to Montana. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say they're the smart ones. <laughs> yeah. Let's be nice. So uh, uh, Ted Bundy. Uh, he got pulled over for this. He was being tried, but they really didn't have that much evidence on him. 
which in hindsight, people were like, this was real dumb for him to uh, escape because uh, they didn't really have much. There was a good chance that he, he could have gotten, you know. Uh, yeah, but you know what? They might have been like, we know what you did. And then he was just like, oh, man, they're on to me. Um, so what he did was he was uh, serving as his own lawyer. And he, uh, he was like, I got to go to the law library. I got to you know, look up some laws to, to say in court. And they're like, all right. And uh, he was like, all right, I'm just going to go behind this shelf to look at these books. And then he jumped out a window instead, uh, a second floor window, sprained his ankle, uh, ran away. Uh, I, I, no, I have the other time he broke out. But so like he like ran into the woods he had taken um, a map because he was given a map of like where bodies were found during the discovery phase of trial. So he had a map of the woods and he was on the run for, I think it was like five or six days before they caught him. Um, and it was mostly, it seems like because he, you know, he was, he got like turned around and wasn't going the right way anymore. But he, uh, um escaped jail a second time uh i think this was after the trial no or maybe this was during another trial because he was like tried in different uh you know he had done crimes all over the place they should start locking the 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 cell well he had with two locks double lock it he had padlock on there too he wound up getting a uh bandsaw and he'd use that to like cut a hole in the ceiling, which it's like jail. How has, did he uh, get a bandsaw? <laughs> he got it from some guy. Um, I don't know how to get a bandsaw in <laughs> the free world right now. He had lost 35 pounds. So he was able to uh, climb up this like little hole he made. And he like kept going up there trying to figure out what he was going to do. And somebody even ratted him out. Somebody was like, hey, guard, like. Every night I'm hearing somebody like clamoring around up in the ceiling. They're like, ah, shut up, you. So you idiot. uh, It was like, uh, I think it was New Year's. So like a bunch of people were uh, had off, like a bunch of the guards, a bunch of the nonviolent prisoners were like sent home for the holidays. And he escaped. He climbed up through the roof or through the ceiling. Uh, wound up breaking into the apartment of the chief jailer, which I guess was in the jail, which it's like, that's cool that you get an apartment with your job. You know, that's your room taken care of. It's not cool to live in a jail if you're not a prisoner. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean, living at work sucks, even if it's not a jail. That's true. Because, yeah, you can't leave your work uh, at work. Yeah. Uh, I guess I live at work now. We all live at work now. That's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's why life sucks right now. <laughs> but uh, that the, and the virus. The chief jailer had taken uh, like his wife out to dinner or his girlfriend or something. So he got in his apartment. He took his clothes, put his clothes on, and walked out the front door. And nobody was uh, uh, any wiser. He, the best, the 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 first rule of escaping prison: act natural, be cool. Yeah. So he had put a bunch of books and stuff under his blanket to look like a body. 
they it took them 17 hours to realize he was gone because they were like short staffed and nobody was like checking to I don't understand how jails work <laughs> right yeah so guess what he had done with that time tim he stole a car the car uh, ran out of gas finally or whatever uh, or got it flat then he hitchhiked then he took a bus and then he flew to chicago <laughs> he got wow. on a plane flew to chicago hung out at a bar for a little bit because people well, like later saw him at time. a bar then he stole a car drove to atlanta and then took a bus to tallahassee and then <sighs> while he was in tallahassee all he... this in 17 hours no, no, no. This was like he was gone for like weeks. Um, and that was a joke. I know you couldn't do all that in 17 <laughs> hours. But I mean, he, he got on a flight to Chicago within 17 hours, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and then during that time, you know, uh, very unfortunately, he also attacked uh, four women at a sorority house, killing two of them um, and, you know, uh, severely injuring two others. And then he stole a van and drove to Jacksonville. And then I think I think Jacksonville was where he finally got caught. But this guy successfully escaped prison. Well, he escaped prison once and then he escaped, you know, uh, being in court, I guess, <laughs> being in custody, though, uh, one time, too, which was, you know, uh, pretty incredible. Also during is his... he your favorite serial no, killer? He's not. No, I think he's a real. You said he was incredible. I think he's a real pos. But he's incredible. Your words. Something not can mine. be incredible without uh, that meaning no, you... having a positive connotation. You said he was incredible. A real, uh, a real formidable man. You said. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it sounds like he was formidable. But, yeah, but that you're really proud of him and wish no, you could that, follow in his not footsteps. Proud of him. Um, also, during the penalty phase of his uh, trial, uh, this was like later on, uh, Bundy took advantage of an obscure Florida law providing that a marriage declaration in court in the presence of a judge constitute a legal marriage as he was questioning former state DES co-worker Carol Ann Boone, who had moved to Florida to be near Bundy, had testified on his behalf during both trials and was again testifying on his behalf as a character witness. He asked her to marry him. She accepted and Bundy declared to the court that they were legally married. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but that's like another. It's like this guy escaped twice and then he got married during his own trial using a yeah. trick. Yeah, I mean, he knows a lot of tricks. We, uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, well, they, they, they. Uh, uh, I was gonna say they put him to sleep, but I guess that's not how they refer to. He was executed. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about old Ted Bundy anymore. Yeah. Who, uh, who else? Uh, who's your second favorite serial killer, Tom? It's not, not my second favorite. Um, but uh, tied for first. I mentioned earlier the BTK killer. Yeah, now what does that stand for? It stands for bind, torture, kill. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, I don't like any of it. The crazy thing is that was one of the names he suggested, and they went with it. 
You shouldn't get to <laughs> choose your own nickname if you're a serial killer. You shouldn't get to choose your own nickname regardless. Anyone eh, who ch- Skeletim and Tom <laughs> are pretty cool. Skeletim and, and Tomb, I'm sorry. Anyone, like, you know, in, uh, like, college or wherever, somebody's tried to, like, be like, no, call me Skip now. It's like, nah, shut the hell up. You don't get to. trying to be called Skip in college. Yeah, that's not true. But I guess, like, nobody tries to do, like, a dumb nickname. It's always, like, a cool one. Like, call me Eagle Eye. Yeah. I tried to get um, one of our friends in college uh, to be called Moose. Yeah. And it didn't really stick. Yeah, oh, it kind of stuck. I I still think of him as Moose still. Ex- really? From right. from time to time. Um, AJ had a friend or a friend of the show, AJ, in college. No, it wasn't a friend. It was a roommate. Do you remember that guy's name? He had a nickname like Eagle or something, and he walked sideways all the time. No, I don't remember the man <laughs> that walked sideways all the time. I think he's from um, a nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. Um, but this guy, the BTK killer, um, so he had been doing a bunch of killing. And then he um, he uh, took took a lot of time off killing and was like, I should write the police again. And he sent the <laughs> he sent the police a letter and the return address. It was Bill Thomas Kilman. So, <laughs> <laughs> so BTK, but it's like. Well, the se- the third one though is just kill, but with man at the end of it. Yeah. Bill Thomas Killman. Um, so he had he established a correspondence with the cops, and he was like, "Hey, if I send you my next letter on a one a floppy disk, a, a, a three and a quarter inch floppy disk, you guys can't trace that, can you?" And they're like, "Nah, nah, we can't trace that." And he was like, "Okay, I trust you, the police, who are trying to catch me a serial killer." Um, so he sent him a disk, and on the disk they found a deleted file. He didn't even use a fresh disk; he like used an old disk, and um, it had a deleted word document. And in the metadata. Uh, it was registered to the Christ Lutheran Church, and it was edited by, uh, it just said first name Dennis. So they were like, all right, we're looking for a Dennis that works at a Christ Lutheran Church. And they found him, um, but the way, but they did, that wasn't enough evidence to like take him into custody. The mm-hmm. way they got him uh, was they contacted uh uh, I forget what university it was, but they were able to get from that university a pap smear from his daughter and use yeah. the D- use that DNA to show that DNA that they had that nobody knew about. They had DNA from a victim from under her fingernails. Um, mm-hmm. They matched that to his daughter of like, OK, well, this person is an offspring of this person. Um, and that was enough to arrest him. And then, you know, they, they got everything else. And also during that, his wife was granted an emergency divorce, which I didn't know was a thing. I guess if your your husband is a serial killer. Oh, I mean, if there was ever an appropriate time for an emergency. It. Yeah. But I didn't know that there was such a thing as an emergency divorce. Well, I didn't know there was such a thing as uh, proposing uh, getting married in the middle of a dang murder trial. I didn't know there was such a thing as DNA. 
Tom, now they're catching a lot of these guys through DNA that they're getting through um, the, the the major yeah, DNA the, collection agencies. That yeah, the different... Like, this uh, is fun. DNA uh, uh, sequencing services that you can find out like what you're genetically predisposed to and then also be in a database that they you know license out to various uh, police departments. And for right now, sure, they're looking for killers, but you know who knows what that could uh, lead to. They got the Golden State Killer that way. Yes. Did you read that book? I'll be gone in the dark. I didn't read that book. Did you? Nah. Did the HBO series come out yet? Yeah, it's already all aired. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they got that guy. That guy. That book was terrifying. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's just like incredibly because that was like incredibly random, right? Yeah, but what I don't understand is I was reading this book mm -hmm. and I was like, why am I reading this book? And at that point when <laughs> I was reading it, they hadn't solved the case. So it didn't scratch that itch of, right. um, hey, uh, this this will show that you know wrongs are righted and, and good always prevails over evil. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a description of horrific crime after horrific crime. Yeah. And uh, this guy's just like taunting his victims and the families of his victims. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, that was the, his thing. Like he would like call the families or send them letters, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of sick shit going on. And it's yeah. like when I was on page like 40 of, of 300, I was like, what am I reading this book for? <laughs> uh -huh. And I didn't like it. And I just, uh, I mean, it was well-written and, and all, and it was well-researched. But I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't understand the point of, uh, I don't understand the appeal of true crime stuff. It just makes me feel like, Ugh, I wish none of this stuff ever happened. Yeah, well, Tim wishing it away isn't going to make it go away. Tim, the Maybe world. Maybe it will. Has everybody tried wishing real hard at once? <laughs> uh, the world's a sick, dark place, Tim. Maybe Sorry to can... break the bubble for you. Maybe we can uh, it's burst the bubble, Tom. Uh, maybe we can uh, put together like a, a, a big wish, right? We'll get everybody <laughs> on board and we'll say like, if we get a million people to wish that all the serial killers stopped... Yeah, you can maybe, maybe start a change.org petition. No, it's, it needs to be a wish, Tom. It needs to be Do maybe you know, uh, birthday wishes. What, um, uh, how many serial killers? Wishbone wishes. How many serial killers they estimate are operating in the U.S. at any given time? All right. The number is either 75 or 13,000. You, Price is right rules, Tim. You lost. There are an estimated huh? 25 at any given time. Oh, well, that makes me feel better. So you could be living in a state where you're serial killer free. The 50-50 yeah, chance Montana, probably. More than 50-50 chance. You know, some states probably have multiple serial killers. That's true. Tom, I got news for you. We're not in one of those states. Right, because we have the Long Island serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, and and they've not been caught yet. No. And and both oh, me and you, prime suspects, because we're from the town where the bodies were found. I wouldn't say we're suspects. 
I didn't say suspects. I said prime suspects. What, what is what's the difference? Well, it's just very interesting that you chose the the you know a wording that I didn't say. <sighs> I don't like your attitude in general. I don't like your personality. What are you, you going to do about it? Kill me, Tim? Tie me up? Put me in a bag and dump me somewhere? I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you? You get a real psychological thrill out of that. Some real gratification. Maybe it would keep you quiet for a little while. Cool off for a bit. Before the hunger comes rising up again. You ever you hear like about- this show. Oh, I was gonna say over here about this guy Dexter. He uh, he's a serial killer who kills serial killers. Yeah, they're bringing it back, Tom. Your yeah. favorite show, Dexter's coming back because it was so good towards the end. Y- you really liked Dexter, right? The first couple of seasons were really good, and then it got yeah like progressively worse and worse and worse. And then they were like, "Oh, this show's been off the air for five years. Let's bring it back." Well. Uh, you're hoping they'll do that with Last Man Standing, right? They already resurrected it once. The the Tim Allen uh, show. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I didn't even. I I didn't know until this week that that show was still on the air, and it has been on. It's going to be in its ninth season. Hey, congratulations to Tim Allen and the whole Last Man Standing crew. <laughs> If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. If you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also, check out patreon.com slash complete guide for books, the podcast, our secondary podcast. Uh, right now, we we just finished up two spooky Sweet Valley High books, and Tim watched two episodes of the Sweet Valley High television series, which uh, some people might not even know existed. Uh, and he watched them, and he's going to tell me all about it. Yeah, um, it was bad. Well, there you go. There's your preview of this week's Books the Podcast at patreon.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me at your pal, Tim. Tom. Yeah. I don't like your attitude. Okay. What are you going to do? Write a complaint? No, I'm just going to, I'm going to, Tom, can you please stop that car alarm from going off? (laughs) I think that's why you're so mad at me. I have the window open a crack because it's so hot in here. Close the goddamn window. There's a car alarm going off once in a while. (laughs) It gives ambiance. New York sucks. It's New York City, baby. You You know, everybody's everybody's talking about like, oh no, New York City's going to die. And I've just been like... No, it's great. New York City will never die. You know what? New York City sucks. We should all leave. All right. Do you think there's any currently operating serial killers in New York City? Um, I would imagine all 25 <laughs> are operating in New York City. They all yeah. they all work on Wall Street. Uh <laughs> And they've all just been furious during this pandemic. As soon as things open back up again, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Patrick Bateman from the Hogan family. All right, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>